0: Welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for being here today. This is episode number 24, and I am so excited for you guys to hear this awesome episode. If you're new here, I am so appreciative of you following along my journey. It has been such a great experience podcasting, and I've really found my flow And I really have been enjoying connecting with all of you. So if you ever have any feedback or thoughts or topics that you'd like to have me talk about, definitely reach out, DM me, email me at my podcast at gmail.com. Let's definitely get in touch. So it is the end of September. I'm honestly shook the fact that it's almost October like I don't even know how that happened 2021 is almost done and it's the end of the year almost like it's it's crazy to me it's like Christmas is coming Halloween's coming all of the crazy holidays speaking of which I really should start my Christmas shopping because I just have so many people to buy for um yeah so crazy shit I can't believe that October is in a couple days and actually when this podcast comes out is me and Tyler's one year anniversary and I'm so excited about it it's been one hell of a year I feel like I am just like the happiest I've ever been and it just feels so good when you found you know the person that makes your heart happy and that you connect with on so many different levels he is my person he's been so supportive on my podcast and I will forever be thankful for that he is just my light in this crazy world and yeah I love him so much so shout out to you babe happy anniversary so I have a very exciting episode today. Um, I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Definitely check out my last couple episodes. I had the Hawaii recap. I had an episode with some special guests about um, their dating life. And I had an episode with my girlfriend all about sex. So definitely check out my previous episodes if you have not yet. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a very special guest today. She is a podcaster and her podcast is called Hot Girls Theory. She is an aspiring sexologist and she is all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Indy.
1: Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me on
0: of course I'm so glad you're here and the time zone and we figured it out and here we, we are it's actually much way.
1: easier to coordinate time zones with people in the states than the UK because the UK is like a full 14 hour difference so it's like oh. the morning there is like the middle of the night for us so it's very difficult but I, oh, I yeah
0: That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. I just want my listeners to Mm. kind of get to know you and your podcast and what you guys talk about and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, sure. So my podcast started, um, kind of when a lot of podcasts started like the start of the pandemic last year and it kind of started with a friend that I had because I'm originally from a place in South Australia called Adelaide and I had a friend who I had mostly known here and there since childhood and we just reconnected online throughout the pandemic and we were both kind of just like we should we should just start a podcast like how fun would that be you know even if no one listens to it what's you know, what's the harm that it can be to just talk about all these topics that we really love talking about? And so we started it and it has grown in ways that we haven't, we didn't even think it was possible. Uh, we still have a long ways to go in, in goals, but, you know, yeah. the progress we've made has been incredible so far. We are, we don't really like niche ourselves in because we're a society and culture podcast. And we, you know, similar to yours, specify, um, you know, cons- uh, com- conversations around, Dating and sex and relationships, because we love to talk about sex, that sex is so fun. Um, And obviously, as I'm an aspiring sexologist, that's definitely something that's very important to me. Like, I'm really interested in sex education. So I want to take it from that, you know, as we said, that theoretical perspective to be able to give people the education they never got in school. Because I think, you know, as you come into adulthood, you realize there's so many missing you know gaps in your knowledge about how the body works or how sex works or how you know your emotions work when it comes to sex and then you know adding other people into that mix just makes it more complicated so you know I knew I had this wealth of knowledge in that area Um, my co-host Ash she is you know um, she's a journalism student so she's she's studied journalism so she has a lot of knowledge about the media and how that kind of correlates to things as well so we talk about a range of different topics. It's not just sex and dating um, and relationships, but we definitely love to stay true to those more like saucy, sexy topics.
0: I love that. That's so fun. And I actually listened to one of your episodes today and I was, I loved it. It was so fun. (sighs) It was the bad dates one, which I, I love that topic. It's so much fun. And it's just always so interesting. So props to you guys, you guys are killing it. Um, I want to listen to more podcasts of your guys because you you guys are really like work well together I feel like your dynamic is really fun Mm -hmm. Um, we get told
1: that a lot which I love because it's like it's good that it works because there wasn't a lot of preparation going into it. We had no idea how we would sound, you know, we knew how we were like in private, but I think, you know, when it comes to making content with someone, it's a completely different ball game. So we were very lucky that it worked out so
0: well. That's awesome. Well, good for you guys and good for you for just going for it. That's, that's kind of how I started mine too. I was like, Mm. I love to talk. I went through crazy dates and dating before I found my boyfriend. And so I was just like, like I, I had my content ready. So every single time I went on a date, I would actually write everything down <laughs> like about the date, like if yes. it was bad, like just write random stuff. And so I kept it. Cause I knew I was going to like do something like this. i just didn't know if I was going to like write a book or yeah. write a, like do a podcast. And I was like, I just like, I always listen to podcasts and then I was mm. like, don't I just make one like fuck it like let's just go for it so yeah and the podcast world is so fun like and for my listeners um I found her on um this group um podcast nation Mm. and so I just love the podcast industry and how you can connect I mean Australia like like we never would have run into each other no. and it's just a cool experience that like you can connect with anyone and just talk about whatever the fuck you want and it's just like your own thing like i just yeah. i love the podcast industry i think it's so cool
1: and i love how expansive it is and how it's growing yes. more and more and i think that's what makes it so exciting to be a part of because even though like you yeah. know oh, it's not so early days anymore like it's getting more into the mainstream there's still so many possibilities with it and i think you know there's a lot of integrity when it comes to indie podcasters, because I feel like, you know, again, it's hard to get mainstream success unless you're on a network, unless you have a notoriety or a, or a platform before you start your podcast. But you, mm-hmm. as a you know, as an indie podcaster who works really hard, like it's a full time job to do indie podcasting and to push your content out there and to support other people's content and to, you know, be a part of other podcasts or have other people on, it's this community as we just said that is really fun but like really trusting with each other like you know I wouldn't just want to be on anyone's podcast and you wouldn't want to be on anyone's podcast either but you happen to come across these people and you go oh okay let's give this a go and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but you have to have faith in the process really
0: right I totally agree and I love like I love how many like how diverse the podcast world is like you were saying like I love, I I love listening to sex podcasts and stuff. And one of my favorites, I'm sure you maybe know about this one, Sex with Emily. Have you ever heard of that? one?
1: Yeah. My friend had put me onto that a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. She is,
0: she's amazing. And I love like that. I just love that you can listen to podcasts and then still, you know, do something else. Like sometimes I'll sit and listen to podcasts while I'm working Mm -hmm. or, you know, while I'm cleaning or driving. So it's so, it's so nice. Like you can just learn while, you know, multitasking, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So kind of a little segue into our topic. Um, I actually, you know, have this podcast. I talk about relationships dating, like we were talking about earlier. Um, I actually did a podcast on breakups a couple of weeks ago, and it was really a good hit. Everyone seemed to really be intrigued by it. Um, But something that people don't really talk about much, which is going to be the topic today is friendship breakups. So let's just kind of get into it. So what, in my eyes, what a friendship breakup is, you were friends with someone, maybe you were best friends with someone and something happens, um, you know, there was a disconnect, some people drift apart, you know, maybe something really traumatic happens. Uh, maybe they broke your trust. Maybe they did something really bad. Um, so that's like from my perspective, what a friendship breakup is. And I've definitely gone through them. And I know um, we're kind of going to get going to get into your stories and stuff like that. Um, so let's just get right into it. So, have you ever had a friendship breakup? And and what was the story behind it?
1: Yes, um, I have spoken about. There's a few, I guess, that I could kind of speak to because I think yeah. you know, going through life, you tend to have a lot of friends and the friendship breakups that you know hurt you the most or have the most impact on you emotionally obviously are the ones that you know came from friends that you felt close to, connected to, and that you wanted to keep in your life for a really long time. Um, I think for me, the one that I speak to the most of the one I've talked about on my own podcast was we had an episode about ghosting.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, we were talking about how you can you can ghost more than just people on dating apps or people that you're seeing, you know, you can ghost family, you can ghost friends. And, uh, you know, I had to really admit to a fault of mine, which was that I had kind of ghosted on a friendship breakup because I felt that it was, you know, when you're at the end of a, you know, you can, it's like the end of a relationship relationship, you know, right. you are feeling that those tensions and those, those expectations on you and like you can't live up to those or whatever the, the issues maybe within your friendship i just mm-hmm. couldn't handle actually having that conversation of like this relationship is over you know what i mean so essentially yeah. i had a friend and it was a long distance friend because this friend was in america she lived okay. in connecticut and
0: oh, not far away from me
1: yeah and we met online um on tumblr like back in the day because yep. you know what were teenagers doing in 2010s um we were on tumblr and we had been friends for a while um on and off again it was like this really strange tumultuous relationship where like we were friends but there was she was she was a bit older so I think like there was a disconnect in our age and like she you know there was different expectations about like how our lives were going to go because I was you know I want to go out and party with my friends I'm not going to prioritize um you know being online all the time to talk to you and I think that Mm -hmm. there was times where she was like I can't handle you being you know I guess at like your personality, like that was, we had very big personality clashes. Like she was very introverted, very quiet. I'm not like that. I'm very loud. I'm very out there. I'm very like, I, you know, that's just how I am. I don't know if that's coming across right now, but that's how I am.
0: No, I'm loud too, girl. I feel
1: you. (laughs) And so I think, like, there was just issues, you know, she was quite sensitive and I sometimes didn't really gauge how she would feel about things. And that I take full responsibility for that. Like, I wasn't always a good friend. But there was also things where, like, she had quite – Uh, intense expectations for me for I feel like a friendship especially a long distance friendship and every time I would try and say hey I don't feel comfortable with this you know I would like to have clearer set boundaries or I need you to understand that like I can't show up for you in the way that you expect me to show up for you and it's not right if you were to expect that of me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so it came to a point where like I had tried all this all these forms of communicating about how I feel and she just kind of still kept being a bit like I'm upset I'm upset. I'm upset. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't going through because of her own emotions. and I get that. I, I've been in those situations before as well. So it came to it and I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to have to just ghost this person. And it was obviously, you know, being from two different countries, it wasn't that difficult. I just kind of had to like block. Yeah. Um And so it made it easier to cut off the disconnect, but then I also still felt really guilty because I, I was doing something that I knew that I needed to do for my own personal mental health because that relationship and that friendship whilst it mattered to me like it mattered so much to me because I loved that person that person had been with me since I was 18 you know I'm 24 like it was a long time and a very formative amount of time and she was older and we always talked about like spirituality and and there was a lot of wisdom that I had gained from her but yeah. I still knew that that wasn't healthy to be it. And so I knew that I had to take myself out of it for the betterment of both of us because I didn't want to keep putting this person through that either. Like I didn't want to keep, you know, either disappointing her or however I was making her feel I don't want to speak for that but it became easier for me to just ghost so that's why I had spoken about it in the ghosting episode because you know uh, it's easy to be like yeah I've ghosted tinder guys before but it's very different to say I've ghosted someone that I've had an actual relationship with in terms of other friendship breakups I've had they haven't been as bad as that I think because I'm a very like take no shit kind of person I think that comes with the territory of being loud and being extroverted and having a strong personality right when someone tries yeah when someone tries to challenge you on that and tries to uh, I guess butt heads with you and they can't handle it I think it becomes very apparent that there's you know especially when like you find that you come across a lot of friends who will try and use you for whatever reason and they're not your real friends right yeah and those are the kinds of friends I've had lots of like small breakups with those kinds of friends where it's this isn't going to work because you're not an authentic person you're not being authentically who you are and I'm not being authentically who I am around you because I can sense that and I can feel that and I don't want to be around someone who's like that right exactly exactly and I I know that not everyone's like this, but I'm very like energy based and things like that. So I've had, yeah, I I tend to nip those kinds of friendships in the bud because what's the point? Yeah. You can feel the energy is off. 100%. And so it's like, what's the point in being in a friendship where, or even a relationship, like it can be applied to anything where the energy is off, where I'm not getting what I need, where you're not getting what what you need. Mm -hmm. You're kind of being a bit dodgy and I don't like that. (laughs) So what's the point? And it's hard because my best, best friend who I've been friends with since I was like five years old has not got the same capacity for like kind of exposing, like um, expunging those kinds of people from his life the way that I do. So I've had to, uh, I guess, like, carry him through friendship breakups more than I've had to be in my own friendship breakups because I love him so much. Like we've been friends for ages. Like we have this really strong connection and bond and we've Mm -hmm. been through so much together, but then he keeps having people in his life. And because of the way he is, he's, like he's introverted he's quiet he's like a very much the opposite of me he has he tends to have people who will um leech on his nice nature his good nature and 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 use him for that and use him for validation or use him for money or use him for whatever it may be because these people that he's attracting are you know like lower versions of themselves they're not like they haven't come to that full realization of who they are and that's you know that's a, a different topic altogether but I've had to Really help him through friendship breakups more than myself because I have to sit there and be like, you can't do, like, you can't let this person walk all over you anymore. Yes. You can't let this person treat you how they want to treat you. You have to do something about it. And, you know, sometimes it takes months, sometimes it takes years. There was a friendship that he had where it came to the situation where I was like, you know, there had been so much back and forth between, you know, oh, we're friends now. We're not friends. We're friends now. We're not friends. We're friends now. Like we fixed it. We fixed yeah. the problem. It's fine. Oh, now we're not like we're fighting again and we're not friends. And I had to say to him, I was like, I had to give him that ultimatum. I had to be like, you need to stop being friends with this person or I need to stop being friends with you. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to do that. But like, this person is not good for you and this person is manipulating awesome. you going. Yeah. And it's That's this awesome. kind of, whirlwind of you know I had to put those boundaries in place with someone I didn't want to put those boundaries in place and I didn't want to have that friendship breakup either because I think that would have been probably the worst one and I'm definitely glad that he made the right decision in that and even when this person tried to come back into his life and be like I'm sorry and also at the same breath tried to be like but Indy was telling you all these lies about me and I was like I can't I can't believe that people do that and he still was like no, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I understand now, like we've had enough time away from being friends where I realize how toxic this person is for me. You're right. I understand. <laughs> Thank you, Indy. Um, right, right. So yeah, I think those are my experiences with friendship breakups mostly in the more intimate sense. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully that answers your question.
0: <laughs> oh no, that totally does. So now let me ask this just cause I'm curious. So mm. when some, like you're a really good guy friend that you were just speaking on, um, do you think that it's a personality trait that they like attract people, um, you know, that like they can't set boundaries and that mm-hmm. they are almost like letting that in, but then maybe they're kind of scared of like confrontation. Do you think that that's like, it kind of is hand in hand on? Oh, some absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree with that statement that you just made. Like, it's not even a question to me, like, that's just how it is. And I yeah. think that's, you know, as I was speaking to you before, like I have such a strong personality and I feel like there are people who will try and challenge me on that, but a lot of people find me intimidating and yes. I, that works okay. in my favor because if you, if someone finds you intimidating, they're not going to fuck with you. They're yes. not, they're not, they're not going to try and do anything. And yeah. this, this was a reoccurring issue with my, you know, my friend and his ex-friend because, she was fucking terrified of me. Like she was, oh like gosh. she didn't, she didn't want to spend time. Like you know, there would be heaps of times where we would, you know, my friend and I would spend time together, and she'd be like, "Oh, I want to hang out," and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm with Indy. Do you want to come?" And she'd be like, "Oh, no, I'm okay. Oh. Like, I, I, I'll I'll go oh. out." And then she would get mad because if we would spend like a lot of time together, she would be like, "You're always with Indy. I can't You're ever jealous. see you." Like, yep. yeah, yeah. She would get really jealous and really possessive, and I was like we're not like, she just has to communicate with you how you feel. But also if she felt some type of way about me, she never communicated that to me. She just needed to say to me, you know, I have a problem with the way that you speak to me or, you know, a lot of the times it would be like, you're really like, she would say things like you're really loud. And I'm like, okay. and I'm not going to change
0: myself just to, to please you.
1: No, exactly. So I think it was kind of this thing where (laughs) my friend and his ex-friend were very similar in that sense of like they both struggled to uh, set boundaries and they also both didn't like confrontation it was just that she had no problem with manipulating him and he isn't very good at saying no like he's so nice like he's too nice to a fault where like it comes to that situation he's just like okay I can't really say no and so for him to even put their brakes on a relationship like that and, and have that friendship break up was a really really big deal
0: wow so they're not friends anymore as of right now
1: no and it's been probably just over a year and a half I think something about that something around that time so wow. it's been like a yeah and like I said she tried to contact him again and you know say oh like I want to make amends and didn't even really like her problem was like she would do all these things and like never apologize you know what I mean like never sure. be able never take to say accountability Wow. and that was that was the hardest part was like she would do all these things especially to my friend and I would be sitting there like what the fuck like right. that's not yeah. okay Yeah. yeah that's a hard
0: situation when someone is such a nice human and like mm. you respect them so much but it's like they just let people <laughs> walk on them like I have known so many people in my life that are like that same situation like mm. it's so hard for them to like comprehend like like it's almost like they have to remove themselves from the situation and kind of look at it from a different lens. But sometimes it's hard for people to like be in that perspective. I know so many people that are just like so nice and like sometimes being nice and just being a people pleaser doesn't really get you far because it just, it just, you can be walked on and, and manipulated and, and used. like I have been in, I've known. So One of my situations, not even really me, but one of my best friends, similarly to your situation, she had another best friend and this girl was always like, she didn't really like me kind of like very similar to what you were saying. She just like, I could always tell whenever we hung out with her, like she didn't really like me. I don't really even know why this was like years and years ago, like during high school, um, but she was always just like very cold to me. And like, if I talked, I feel like she would like, look at me weird and crazy story. So, so they were best friends. They went to a Halloween party like years ago. And I'm talking like they hung out all the time for like years and years. Like they were probably friends for like, let's just call it 15 years. Yeah. Um, best, best friends hung out all the time. Like just so, so close. And so they went to a Halloween party and I guess my friend said something I don't even remember what it was and her friend was like wow you're such a bitch and like blah 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 and like kind of went off with her friends and was like talking crap about my friend literally to her other friends in front of my friend and my friend was like what the hell like I just spent all this money on this Halloween party like Cause you have to like get in and, you know, getting the outfit. Like she spent like a lot of time and then she like yeah. drove to this person's house ha- like where the party was, it was really far. Um, So she put in all this effort to, you know, be with her friend for this Halloween party. And she like literally just blew her off and started hanging out with her college friends. And she literally left her by herself with her boyfriend, like, and just went off with her friends. So after this they literally have never talked since oh my goodness like still to this day and this was probably like at least eight years ago (laughs) isn't that crazy so say like so wild ghosting situation but like you don't you don't even talk after yeah so so it was really hard for my friend because she was also like so hurt and like why the heck didn't she ever say anything and I think she tried to reach out once and like she, the other girl didn't even answer. And just like, just horrible. Like, I just, I don't know how you could be friends with someone for that long and just like completely ghost. Like they were in each other's lives for so long. They knew each other so well. They knew their family, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they knew their families so well. And it's just like, it's really, really crazy. Like that someone could just completely like shut the person off. And yeah, they're still friends so like so on wild. social media and like, but they just don't speak. <laughs> Isn't that wild?
1: That's so strange. Like, I can understand how that would happen based on the story that you told me, but to think right. about it being reality is that's just I would never I would have to be like, I have to either block you or we have to have communication about what happened. Right, um, I agree. Because to even be in that situation, I would just feel so hurt. And I think that's the thing is like oh when people ghost as well, like there's this level of like lack of closure on the situation. So yes. if your friend if, if if this person's like blown up your, at your friend and no matter how long ago it was, like it's still like she said, oh you're just a bitch and like that kind of thing. And 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 given again, it's about energy, right? So she's put that that yeah. negative energy towards your friend. Your friend has to take that on and then has nowhere to put it because right. she doesn't get to have that conversation and offload it and you know for so, you know it it is it comes back to like communication and people just don't know how to communicate. People don't know how to communicate in romantic relationships or even friendships. And so, you know, yeah, all this person had to say to your friend was, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I can't, and even if they have to say, I can't explain it, I can't, you know, put a specific, you know, feeling to it. I just don't want to be in this friendship anymore. That is better than just blowing up at someone and then blowing them off at a party, which is, I guess like super dangerous, even especially yeah. if she didn't have her boyfriend there with her, like that's super dangerous.
0: Right. Right. Just so disrespectful. And I'm totally with you on the closure. I feel like that's a big thing. You know, when, whether you're in a romantic relationship or, you know, a friendship breakup, I feel like getting closure is always something that people want for the most part. Like if you're, if you break up with someone when, you know, a r- romantic relationship, I feel like s- one, the person that gets broken up with is always usually like, I want to know what happened, you know, why we broke up, you know, give it some time and then maybe like have a conversation about it. Cause you know, all of the emotions and stuff like right after a breakup is really, really difficult. So kind of, you know, I always need to kind of take a step back and like have some time to kind of reflect, yeah. um, so I feel like a lot of people, like they they always want closure. And sometimes in certain cases, it will be good or bad. Like if someone cheated or something, it might not be like a, a, a good closure situation. Like, oh, I had been, talk- I had been with this person for so and so long. So that can definitely be a hard situation. But with friendship breakups, if you don't get closure, it's like, what do I do? Um, yeah. So I feel like one of the things is acknowledging the pain and just like really trying to you know practice self-care and really just like do something like you know you can kind of take a step back and and reflect on the situation like what went wrong and and reflect on you know if you were in this situation with like a friendship breakup take a step back really think about you know what went wrong what could I have done differently stuff like that and then I think another um you know, good thing to do after a situation like this would be like really talk to someone else about it and kind of get mm. their perspective because sometimes when you're in the situation, it's so hard to like look at it from a different lens. Mm. Um, so like, like your friend, you were saying um, with him and his old friend, like, I'm sure he, he kind of expressed to you, you know, like you were saying, what do I do in this situation? Like you kind of, I was to telling him, even
1: them. if he didn't want to, he didn't want to know. I was right. like, you need to do this. Right.
0: Because he just
1: wasn't doing anything. I was like, you, you can't keep doing this. And eventually oh. he listened.
0: And that's a hard situation too, because it's like you, you see it and you're like, oh my God, like, this is not right. Like this person yeah. is reading you well. And also I think a huge, wicked random thought, but um, a huge indicator is if something, if something bad or sad or traumatic happens in your life, and those people aren't there for you, big red flag. I feel like once, when, when you're going through something, whether actually that being good, like maybe you, I don't know, got into the college you wanted, or you got a new job, or you, I don't know, whatever the case may be, you got a niece or nephew, you know, like something good. Yeah. And if those people aren't, you know, proud of you and happy for you, or, um, you know, someone pass away if they aren't sympathetic, empathetic. Like, I feel like that's like a big, big red, red flag of, yeah, I mean, even, even starting this podcast, I've really <laughs> realized who my true friends are because they will, I'm sure you can relate to like, people will text me, people will like be like, Oh, Janae, like that was such a good podcast. And they'll like, you know, shoot me a nice message. Um, you know people sharing stuff like really Mm. you can you can really see who are who your true friends are through so many aspects of your life Um,
1: I mean that's a similar thing not to interrupt you there but my co-host is having a very similar kind of thing where she's going through a very she's going through an extended friendship breakup because she actually lives with the person that she's trying to no longer be friends with so it's I like, we really can't get into the details too much, but right, right. the issue is like, you know, she's trying to step away from a friendship that no longer serves her because of a few different reasons. But yep. like, this person hasn't been supportive of the podcast. And it's been oh, really, wow. yeah, it's been really difficult, I think, because there's so many situations where I'm like, again, she's just too nice. I'm like, this person is not nice. And I, her, you know even myself and her her current partner were trying to say like you don't deserve this like you deserve someone who's going to be supportive of you and yeah. it's hard I think I think as well like for a lot of people there's this element of like it's the same reason people stay in abusive relationships or or bad relationships yes. like they feel like they that's what they deserve or they feel like they can fix that person and it's mm-hmm. like I think people want to say that romantic relationships and friendships are very different, but I think that there's a lot more crossover in the Venn diagram of relationships there than there actually seems to be like, you know, you can want to be with friends with someone just the same way that you can want to be in a relationship with someone and it just not work out. And you can fight for that and fight for that and fight for that. But if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be.
0: 100%. And I feel like as we get older, like I'm 29, Um, so I feel like as I get older, like it's, it's a different, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like a different world to meet friends these days because, you know, you're out of, you're out of high school, you're out of college. And now it's like, you know, I have some work friends that are amazing and it's just like a different, like. Being friends with people as an adult is just like it's so, it's such a weird dynamic. It's like I almost feel sometimes weird if I meet someone and, and I'm vibing with them and be like, Hey, so you want to connect? Like, I never know what to say, and it's so funny because I feel like when we were younger, it was like, Oh, what's your Facebook? What's your MySpace? Like, mm. you want to talk on AIM? Like, it was just like easy, but Do you even know what if I'm you saying? Think about-
1: yeah well even if you think about being like a literal child you would literally say to someone do you want to be my friend and they would say yes and then it's like your friends so I feel like this is the thing like why can't we just communicate in the same way like you know you you don't have to say things like oh do you want to be my friend but you can say things like oh like you know we're vibing um you know do you have social media or would you be interested in hanging out sometime outside of the context in which we're meeting like you you can have those conversations and whilst it may seem a bit foreign to have those conversations conversations initially the more you do it the more you'll get used to it and if people like if you yeah and if you take the initiative to make that to take that step in, and communicate with someone about how you feel the worst they can do is say no And exactly yeah sure there's a element of rejection there but like is that really the end of the world like there's still going to be more people who will want to be friends with you you just have to ask
0: that's a good point. Yeah. It's definitely just, it's funny. Like I, I'll i do it. Like if I'm at a party or I don't know, I'm out somewhere and I'm like, like actually, for instance, recently um, I was just on vacation in Hawaii actually. And this girl that I met in Hawaii is from the same town in Massachusetts that I grew wow. up in. Super, super weird. And so like me and her were just like, we were at like a luau and we were just like chit chatting for probably like 30 minutes. And I was like, like her and her husband were on their honeymoon. They were such a nice couple. And I was like, Hey, do you want to connect? Like, do you have Instagram? And so we just like added each other. And like, it's just like a connection. Like I love, Mm -hmm. I love connecting with people and stuff like that. So I'm like, it's just like a different dynamic when you're an adult. Cause it's like, Hey, we're vibing. We have similar interests. It's like, it's so funny. Like as you get older, Um, just like the different dynamics of friendships. Um, I do want to tell you one more story of another friendship breakup. This one is super, super weird. So I was really good friends with this girl in high school. We were like super, super close, hung out all the time. Her mom was, um, a little controlling, like, every time, like, even when we were in our teenage years, like, if she wanted to sleep over my house, she would have her mom call my uh. mom to make sure that it was, like, legit and, like, my mom was I fine with I hate
1: those kinds of parents.
0: It's, like, she, she was really, really, like like so bad to the point where it was like you know your child is going to rebel because you're just like on top of you're suffocating them
1: yeah so but it's also like if you have a child and you can't trust them that means that you've done something wrong in your parenting like you should be able to build enough trust with your child where you're saying like oh you want to go sleep over at someone's house okay I trust you I don't need to confirm those details
0: right she was so bad like it was it was really like it was sad because it's like we're teenagers like yes we might do some things that you might not be fond of but like at the same time trust your child because when you're that in my opinion I'm not a parent but like from what I've seen from like my friends growing up and stuff like that when some parent is overbearing Mm. their child will always rebel if you trust them and you let them do you know yeah (laughs) you let them have you know their own life yeah. then they they usually come out pretty well because you you trust them and you let them do their own thing so she was just super controlling um she actually called the cops on my mom <laughs> for having an after prom party like we, we were like you know 17 18 whatever uh, and she literally called the cops on my mom and the cops were like um we can't do anything there wasn't anything wrong so after that whole situation happened this is so crazy to talk about um after that happened she was like she like came over my house like a couple weeks later and like my mom was obviously like just asking her about it because she was like what the heck Mm -hmm. um and she got mad at me because my mom was talking crap about her mom and she literally like completely stopped being my friend like she literally walked I'll never forget she walked by me in the lunchroom at school and I like smiled and like waved at her because I didn't know she was mad about that yeah and she like pretended to wave but then like put her hand down and like made a face at me and I literally I never I think we talked like maybe once about it yeah and that was pretty much it and she like shunned me for the rest of high school and that was that was a friendship breakup but it was I was the hurt one because I was like just because my mom said one thing about your mom like I mean she did a crazy thing she called the cops on my mom for no reason the cops were like we can't do anything so it was just like I was so hurt that she like just completely forgot about our friendship you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it was just like it was such a weird dynamic and then actually she one of my other best friends was also best friends with her she also did like a similar thing to her she kind of just like went off the rails and like was mm. a wicked bitch to her and like she was dating this kind of semi-famous rapper guy and my friend commented on her post and she this the, my ex-best friend said do I even know you Like she literally acted like she didn't even know this, her, you know, one of her good friends. So she was just like a really sketchy person. But I do think that she used me for a lot of things that she wanted. Like my mom would always like take us shopping and like go to the movies. And like we would always, you know, I was allowed to have guys over for a party, like no, no, like drinking involved, but like I was allowed to do stuff and she always was like intrigued because she wanted to, you know, join in on it. I wasn't
1: allowed to from her own mom. Yeah.
0: Right. So that was, that was probably my most hurtful one. Um, But I mean, in reality, no lost cause because I didn't need her in my life. You know, she was definitely like a toxic person. And, and
1: I think as well, like from what you're saying, it sounds like her version of rebelling was like less against her mom and more against you guys who were trying to actually be her friend, because I think, the thing with relationships and not having a good communication style and kind of letting yourself get swept up in, in a friendship, or in this case, it was like this person's relationship with their mom is there's this level of like enmeshment, like, there was like where did that where did your friend begin and her mom start? And where did they both end? Like there was no like difference between them. And I think it's the same thing, like you know, a lot of people get into friendships and they have these relationships with people and it's like they don't know who's who anymore because right. it's just the same person. And sometimes that's healthy, I guess, to an extent. Like if you're if you're in a good friendship, it's fine. But if right. you're in a friendship that's going downhill, it just it makes it really difficult because you end up getting hurt or the other person ends up getting hurt because a lot of the times i think as well like you know we seem to be quite similar people so the situations we're encountering is like other people saying like just ghosting on us or you know we're ghosting on people because we're deciding that we don't need to be in that situation anymore Mm -hmm. a lot of other people can't handle it and that's why those cycles of toxic friendships or even toxic relationships continue to happen because like we aren't taught to be strong outside of relationships we've kind of especially as women we're taught to let our relationships define who we are and you know we're such people people we're you know people persons you know as women like we do a lot of communicating with it within each other so when it comes to our relationships we're supposed to value those other over other things i think that's why you know men in adulthood will have less friends than women, men in adulthood will have, you know, less valuable friendships than women. And that's in part because of like gender differences there as well. So there's lots of different angles that I'm sorry, there's lots of noises coming from my side of the mic. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, don't worry. You're fine. There's lots of different things that will impact how we as people behave in relationships. And our gender is definitely one of those things.
0: Yes. I think that's a very, that's so true. And I'm very intrigued by that side of it. I know that you are kind of in like for your major, you probably learn about.
1: Yes, um, I'm. I'm a gender studies major at the moment in my undergrad. Yes. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: you you probably know so much about that. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you can teach me so many, so many different aspects of that. Mm. Um, but I know a, a another side of this with you know friendships, um, relationships. And every single, even family members, um, really setting boundaries and really yeah. recognizing um, what you need in your life, and also making sure that you're comfortable in your own skin and in your relationship, no matter what side it's on. <clears throat> and then making sure the other person knows your boundaries. Um, so I think that that's a huge factor in you know friendships, relationships, family, and just really making sure. You know, you, you know, if something's going wrong in, in some relationship that you really express that and make sure that the other person, set, you know, understands, you know, I really wish that I could do this for you, but I have a bunch of other things that I need to get done and really setting that boundary. I've actually learned a lot about setting boundaries recently. Um, I've started to read this book called Set Boundaries and Find Peace by Nedra Tawab very, very cool book. Um, it's, it's very intriguing. And I feel like as, as I'm, uh, you know, getting older, I feel like I've really recognized. Um, and as I'm reading this book, I've really recognized things that, you know, back in the day, I told I would, I'm like, definitely a recovering uh, people pleaser, like I used to bend over backwards for so many people and just just do things that I would not do today. Like I really, I really try hard to not just do something because it would make someone else happy and make my life miserable or um, maybe not miserable, but like really difficult for me. Like I really try to like, yes, I would like to do that, but I I can't. Um, And setting those boundaries and making sure, you know, to have healthy relationships um, and just committing, making sure that the commitment is clear and making sure um the communication is clear and 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 really recognizing um you know making sure that they are very aware of what you need and i think that that's a super a super interesting topic just because i feel like a lot of people um don't know about boundaries and they they aren't good at setting them and they don't know how to and stuff like that um so I know that's something else that you and I spoke about. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say? Like, what would you define as your boundaries, or or maybe some boundaries that you've learned about myself? Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, I would say for me, like I've always had like. The, okay let me that again there's been times where I've been not so good with my boundaries and there's times where I've been really great with my boundaries it really depends yes. on the relationship and what the relationship means to me mm-hmm. um I've had to I've had you know speaking of just breakups in general I've had breakups with my family and I've you know gone no, no contact with my family because you know I've set boundaries and they've breached my boundaries or you yes. know I tried to communicate with them and I think communication and boundaries go hand in hand because you can't have boundaries if you can't communicate them. But also if you try and communicate boundaries to someone and they don't respect your boundaries because they don't know how to communicate with you about your boundaries, then there's no point in even having those conversations. Um, right. That was very similar with my family. Like, you know, my dad passed away when I was in my, um, when I was in high school and uh, that was obviously very traumatic. And so I was feeling lots of ways about that and they weren't really acknowledging it. Like my grandma in particular was trying to, I guess, use her grief to, I guess, like take attention away from me. Not like that it was a a competition, but like there was a big, like, oh, what was me aspect to it? And I was a very like, ah, I want to go over here and like isolate myself and, and deal with my grief in my own way. And, you know, I tried setting boundaries when I was at that age and they didn't really understand. And so I had to cut off contact then and then I tried to you know ease myself back into their lives and say hey I want to be in your life but I still have these boundaries and you still have to respect it and they just there was very little respect for my boundaries um to the point where I just was like okay I I can't even have a conversation with you without this being a problem I can't be in your life right now and it's sad because my grandmother has since passed away and like I have my own level of like closure and, and um, you know I'm, I'm able to kind of be at peace with this situation because I know that I did everything and I mean everything I could yeah. to communicate where I was coming from. I can't control someone else not taking the information that I'm putting in front of their face like I wrote a letter I was communicating verbally I was communicating by a text message to my uncle like I had all of these you know things going on that I was I was doing the work I was putting in this work and to have someone, completely disregard that is really disrespectful but also really right. hurtful oh, and so yeah and so for me my boundaries with my with my friends with my relationships with my 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 family is if you try and make me a different person to who I am or if you try and you know in any way um you know disrespect the integrity I have for myself mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in your life because oh. I think a lot of people are very unsure of who they are One when that's so true. Yeah, and when I'm someone who's very sure of who I am, and I have been very sure of who I am from a very young age. That's awesome. That comes back. That come. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That comes back into the thing of like people are intimidated by that, and so they are. A lot of people
0: are very intimidated when you know who you are, what you want. It's it's intimidating, and some people handle it, but that's their loss.
1: It it one hundred percent is, and so when it came to that, like I had a lot of people, you know, even past relationships, just people trying to make me not, you know, like try and distract me from my goals or try and make me feel ashamed for being either really like sexually liberated or, you know, Mm -hmm. having lots of tattoos or being really loud and like swearing a lot, like whatever it is, like having people do that, like that's a hard boundary for me. Like, no, like I am who I am and you have to accept me for who I am. Obviously I'm not going to be toxic about it. Like I'm not going to, you know, not listen to someone else like if I've done something wrong, like I'm gonna listen to them, take accountability. But those people weren't doing that. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of hurtful things that happened in my friendships, in my relationships with my family. And they weren't taking accountability for that. And I was trying to hold them accountable. And that was the problem. So like my boundary is don't make me change and take accountability for your own actions. And if you can't do that, then I can't be in your life.
0: Yes. That's good that you, you set those boundaries and you know, you're, you seem very self-aware, which I think is awesome. Um, cause like you were saying, I think a lot of people are just completely oblivious to boundaries, what they want in life, who, like who they are. Um, and I think family, like you, you were saying with your, your family and setting those boundaries and they didn't respect them. I think family is one of the hardest boundaries to set. And actually the, the author of that book talks about that and talks about like, um, you know, if you ever are struggling with you know family boundaries, what you can do if someone you know tries to rebel, um, what you're telling them and, and what you are setting those boundaries, and if they don't respect them, um, she gives a lot of tips on what to do, um, in those situations, because family is hard because it's like, well, I'm family, like, mm. you sh- you have to help me move this weekend, but it's like, oh, but I already had prior commitments to that and. And, and, you know, I need to put my mental health about my mental health above anything else. Um, So I think that a lot of, a lot of boundaries, um, I feel like you really have to, no matter who it is, no matter what the situation is, like you always have to put you and your mental health, um, you know, you know first priority and just make sure that you know you're comfortable and and even if someone doesn't respect those boundaries that's on them mm-hmm. it's not on you you are clear if you're clear with your communication um and they're aware of your boundaries and they're not respecting it that's you know that's on them they should yeah. because you're you're doing what's right for you and and if someone can't respect that then like you were saying then they're not going to be in your life so um And also, I think if there's like a disagreement, not about boundaries, but just like in general, um, like respectfully disagreeing, um, I feel like is agree to disagree. Like that's a huge thing. Like I just feel like a lot of people, you know, they'll just keep keep the arguing going. But it's like, you know, I you know, if I'm sharing with you, you know. I don't agree with this and you are just like trying to put it down my throat like oh but you have to agree like blah 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 like just respectfully disagreeing and I think that that's like a a good a good statement you know
1: yeah absolutely I remember having a situation like one of the last times I ever spoke with my grandmother was we were having a disagreement about politics which I know is is, that's
0: a tough one yeah
1: that's a very tough one (laughs) but like I was just very calmly like explaining to her how I felt and like, yeah. she was just kind of having this really, really emot- emotive response. And I can understand why she was having that response, but you know, I ended up saying like, I respectfully disagree, not in those words, but uh, but I also what? said at the same time, I was like, I'm just, because she wasn't willing to have this conversation with me. So I was just had to say to her, I was like, I... but I'm disappointed. Like I had to tell her how I felt and she just couldn't handle it. And it was really difficult because, you know, my uncle was there and he was like, why is she upset? And I was like, because I told her how I feel and it that just like yeah. out of context that feel like that should be allowed right but no mm-hmm. I think because there was this idea that like she was like older and like mm, you know my I should respect her and I shouldn't like but that doesn't mean that I still can't feel how I feel and I think that's right, a big problem right. within family dynamics is like you know your family will expect you to sacrifice your own mental health and your own personal safety often just mm. to make them happy and just to yeah. I guess like keep the illusion of family alive because mm-hmm. they will say "Oh, family's the most important thing we have well reality is if you're the kind of family where you know you're treating the family members that you have like trash and like shit yeah. and they don't want to be in that situation they have a good reason to feel that way and family isn't everything if you're doing that like that's not what right. family is about
0: no i totally agree that's so true
1: a podcast and- that i listen to um they the person who hosts this podcast often says because they deal with like a lot of um like it's a it's a it's an advice and relationship and sex and advice relationship podcast and they often say like your biggest leverage you have and they say it in context of family like your biggest leverage that you have with your family is your presence and Mm -hmm. so I think that's really strong and that can be applied to any relationship like you have presence and you can leverage that and if you know you've done all this work to explain to someone how you feel or where you're coming from or why something hurt you or what your boundaries are you can take yourself out of that situation and it might fucking suck like it will hurt right. it will be so shit but mm-hmm. you still need to do it because that's what's going to keep you safe
0: yes 100 percent. i feel like you really have to just like protect yourself because mm-hmm. i always think about this like no matter what the situation is at the end of the day, who is there for you, yourself, Mm. you know, and, and at the end of the day, it's like, yep, people will go in and out of your life, no matter who it is, friends, um, partners, you know, family, um, you know, you're going to protect you and what's right for you and putting your mental health above, above all, I think Mm. is just key. And a lot of people just, a lot of people don't do that. And it's, it's definitely, it's a tough, rocky road, but I feel like you just have to have yeah. healthy relationships and setting boundaries. So I really hope that someone out there is listening to this and, and start setting boundaries with uh, everyone in their life and just having those concrete, healthy, communicative relationships. So yeah, Thank you for sharing your stories. And I really appreciate you coming on the pod today. Um, I want to wrap up with a game, if that's cool with you.
1: Of course, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> All right, me too. All right, so it's called this or that. So you just get to choose between one or the other thing. So the first one is pasta or pizza?
1: Pasta. <laughs> pasta, love it. Yes. Tea or coffee? Tea, absolutely tea. Chai tea specifically has to be chai.
0: Yum, that's so delicious. Um, if you only had to have veggies for the rest of your life or fruit for the rest of your life? Fruit. Fruit. Yeah, I'm a big
1: sweet tooth, so
0: same. (laughs) That that's literally my favorite. Um, would you rather go online shopping or in-person shopping?
1: Mm, I guess it depends on what you're shopping for, but I would have to say online shopping because I think. That's just what I'm used to now. Like, especially yeah. in lockdown, like I can only yeah. shop online. Yes, <laughs> so that's that's, what that's a, yeah. That's all I've got.
0: It's so convenient too. It's like, mm. oh, I need this. I can just look it up and buy it. It's so, it's so convenient.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, would you rather live in outer space or live under the sea? Under the sea. Under the sea. Love it. Yeah. Would you rather direct a movie or direct a music video?
1: Oh, <laughs> Probably a music video. I think that would be maybe like not the easier option, but I think that would be a bit more interesting. Yeah, I I feel like to direct a movie, you have to have all these like really big concepts. Whereas for a music video, it can be like a few concepts pushed together.
0: And your creativity can really come into play. Yeah, I think that would be super cool. The next one is, would you rather create a new language or create a new holiday?
1: A new holiday. (laughs) I need an excuse to have a day off yes that's so true (laughs)
0: um sunrise or sunset
1: sunset definitely
0: love it um early riser or night owl
1: Mm, I'm a night owl now I used to be an early riser for some reason but I'm definitely a night owl now
0: yeah um would you rather go on a dinner date or just drinks
1: it has to be a dinner date because I don't always like to drink on a date you know what I mean
0: Yep. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little, and it's, if the person drinks too much, then it's like, oh gosh, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, would you rather have a personal chef or a personal massage therapist?
1: Personal massage therapist. <laughs> I can, I can what? cook. I'm really great at cooking. I don't mind cooking. I actually really like cooking, but my body that hurts. I need a, I need a massage every day.
0: <laughs> Love it. I know that would be so nice to have a massage every day um let's see here would you rather live in hawaii or italy Mm,
1: i've never been to either so it's really hard to say i think hawaii from what i can see online it's hard for me to make that like decision without actually going to either of those places but hawaii
0: true yeah that's a good point um would you rather live 100 years in the past or live 100 years in the future
1: 100 years in the future but climate change (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like maybe like it like, like can i have an air conditioner wherever where, where i go i don't know um i think 100 100 years in the past sounds interesting but maybe a bit too um restrictive on women's sex and sexual yes. pleasure and and yeah i'm currently doing a a a, a class for uni which I'm about to finish called the history of sexuality and it has been very very confronting to understand the ways in which sex and sex sexuality was kind of viewed even 20 years ago it's so strange yeah
0: yes oh my god I could talk about that for so long I feel like Mm. just our rights and and like we it was like we were shunned if we had Mm. sex oh it's only for um you know reproduction yeah reproduction uh it's just it's crazy to think about and how far we've come I feel like like I watched the show The Bachelor I don't know Mm. I think you guys have it there maybe yeah yeah we do (laughs) um so I really I love that show and and over the years people have been more open about like having sex on that show like one girl came out with a vibrator and like everyone was like oh my god but like in reality it wasn't that big of a deal (laughs) Um, no. it was just different and like people were like but what like she's sex yeah. positive and it's like yeah people have sex like <laughs> and people have probably... sex
1: for pleasure
0: right and and that's okay that's more yeah. than okay and it should be and yeah it's I mean we've come a long way but there's still a long way to go in my opinion yeah you know okay the last one would you rather have the ability to read minds or have the ability to fly
1: i'd probably rather the ability to read minds but only if it was like sookie and true blood where she could kind of turn it off if she wanted to like i feel like if you constantly had everyone's like thoughts in your brain that would be too much i'm already an empath so it's like everyone's feelings is a bit too much sometimes yes i totally get that
0: well, that was so much fun. Thank you again for coming on and hearing all your stories. I really appreciate it. Let my listeners know where they can connect with you.
1: Oh, and it was, it's was it been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like we could have talked for another hour at least. So oh my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that we're wrapping it up because I was like, we're going to keep talking, aren't we? Surely.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: You can find my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's Hot Girls Theory. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at fueled by indie. So that's F U E L E D B Y I N D I. It's going to be linked, I'm sure, in your social, in your show yes. notes, so For you'll sure. be able to find it there. Um, yeah, again, Hot Girls Theory on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to connect via social media and just have a look and see what we're about, and maybe you'll want to listen as well. Yes,
0: definitely. Well, thank you so much, Indy. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was so fun recording with Indy and connecting with her all the way from Australia. That's what I love about podcasting is I can connect with so many different people and it's just such a fun experience. So I hope you take something away from this and definitely send it to someone that Um, You know, might have been may have been going through a friendship breakup or maybe someone in your life needs to be reminded of some boundaries and maybe they can learn something from this episode. So thank you again for listening. Please reach out if you have any um, ideas for episodes and definitely connect with me on Instagram at my naked mindset as well as Twitter, I am also on TikTok, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. Bye!